Hello and welcome to Scripture Snacks with Shelby, the podcast designed to make you hunger for more. I am your host, Shelby Teague, and I am so glad to be with you today. Listen, let me start by letting you know, preface for warning, you may hear some background noise today. Tell me why. Tell me why in the moments that I need to record this podcast for you, my dog, some of you may be familiar with Ollie. You may have seen him on the social media sites. He makes rare appearances. You may have heard him used in an illustration, in a sermon, if you attend Upward Church. Ollie, yes, our beloved Cocker Spaniel, is deciding to bark his head off today. My neighbor is also deciding that this is the perfect time for him to not just mow his lawn, but to manicure, weed whack, probably jackhammer the sidewalk. I don't know what's going on, but bear with me today. I would like to believe that because you've joined me once again, that you've been gaining insight, instruction, and or inspiration for your journey through God's word. Realizing that God could and would speak to me, little old Shelby, through the Bible was the most empowering truth I could have discovered. I'm convinced that the reason so many people miss out and don't make it a way of life to study the scriptures is because the enemy in some way has convinced you that you are not enough, that you sitting alone in God's presence does not constitute the mouth of God to open and whisper to you and only you. Some of you, whether consciously or subconsciously, may be operating in a space that believes that your weekly church sermons are where you feed on his word, but that's only one source. Yes, God speaks to me and guides me when I'm preparing a message to deliver to our congregation for our congregation, but he also speaks to me for me while I'm completely alone with him. And I'm convinced that the answer to some listener's greatest prayer is waiting for you in the presence of God. Not during the worship set this weekend that your church is going to provide for you, but the intimate all by yourself wrestling sometimes with God's presence. If you missed any part of the last four episodes, Levels of Presence, when you get a chance, go back and listen. We broke down what the Bible has to say about the presence of God, and we unpacked truths that pertain to presence in our earthly relationships. We closed out last week's episode walking through the progression into God's presence. And you know what I found? You guys like series. When we're staying true to a topic, you get excited for the next episode. You listen quickly and you stay on board. I bet it's because it keeps you in a vein where you can sit and study the topic, meditate on it on your own as you wait for the next layer to unfold. So today I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you. The good news is it is series time. We are going to stay on a particular topic that I'm very excited about. I'm going to take you on a journey with me through some things that I've been learning more about over the last few years, and I'll reveal what that is to you before we go our separate ways today. But first, here's the bad news. 
The bad news is that this episode, yes, the one you're listening to right now, will be the last in this season of Scripture Snacks with Shelby. Can I tell you, though, it has been such a joy figuring this thing out with you all. I appreciate your patience as I've been trying to figure out how this sound works and get rid of these echoes and make sure that my intro music is just right and there's my doorbell. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back, but I can't make this up. Do you hear that? (laughs) That's the train behind my house. You probably hear the birds chirping as well. This is how this episode is going, okay? Thanks for sticking with me. This has been an awesome journey so far. But now that I have some insight for the next season, I'm going to do my due diligence to prepare for that journey. So what does that mean? That means that for the next few weeks, I'm going to be writing, praying, and preparing for you the content that we're going to discuss during season two. It means that we're going to go on a little bit of a break, but not too long, okay? This episode is airing on April 14th, and you and I will come back together afresh on June Second, I know, I know, I miss you already, but I promise it will be worth the wait. And stay connected because I may or may not release a few bonus episodes in between. But listen, here's your homework in the meantime. Go back and listen to the episodes that struck a chord deeply with you. I want to encourage you to dive deeper into those texts that we have just scratched the surface on and see what God might reveal to you in them, okay? So June 2nd, mark your calendar and get excited for what we're going to discover together. For now, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4 is one line in a much longer message that Jesus was delivering that day. And it says this, Blessed are are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'm going to read that one more time. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. There came a time in my life when I was brought to the realization that I had difficulty being present. It occurred to me that while my body was often on the move, when I physically would stop, my mind did not know how to. I found myself seemingly distracted or disinterested in conversations I'd have with people because the truth was I was thinking about the next thing I needed to take care of after that conversation was over or the million things I felt that I should be doing instead of slowing down to talk. I would find myself sad in what should have been happy moments because Even though my body was in the happy moment, my mind was already grieving the ending of that moment. Or sometimes I would be okay in moments that perhaps I should have been upset because in my head I was already past the thing that was presently occurring. And I think in some ways I saw this as a strength because it allowed me to be level-headed when a crisis occurred. I was able to think without emotion and that allowed me to focus on a solution rather than the trauma of what was actually happening. But it was also damaging 
I could tell people around me may not have felt cared for on some level because I didn't seem to be shaken up the way that they would be about a situation. The truth is empathy was very difficult because empathy is impossible when you can't even relate. I had an awakening when I realized I had trained myself not to feel. Now, I'm not talking on a sociopathic level, okay, but I am talking about survival mode. And it's not that I didn't feel anything, but I wouldn't allow myself to go through certain emotions. Anything that made me feel weak or vulnerable was absolutely off the table. Basically, anger and joy were my emotions of choice. Those were the only ones I would allow. You would never catch me allowing myself to feel sad or hurt or inferior or helpless. Oh, oh no. I mean, if those emotions even tried, anger was right there to beat them up. It it was like anger and rage were the guard dogs to the home of my heart. But what I discovered was what I've shared with you in a previous episode, and that's that anger is simply a secondary emotion. It's the tough guy who fends for the little guy. And anger is always rooted in something more vulnerable. I'm such a big believer that knowledge is power, but only if you put that knowledge to work. So upon this new revelation, my journey toward being present and yes, feeling my feelings began. But I was still a little skeptical because we don't talk much about feelings in the church or if we do, we're just told to ignore them or not buy into them and not let them lead you, which I agree they shouldn't lead you, but they also shouldn't be dismissed. Even though I knew God made me with emotions and Jesus certainly displayed many of them while he walked to the earth, I didn't fully get their purpose and how to manage them the way God had in mind. So I just began to dig into, you guessed it, the word of God. And I started a campaign on social media, hashtag feel real, no truth. And it really was my way of making sense of so much that I had trained myself to deny. So a few weeks ago, when I was looking at Matthew 5, specifically verse 4, it hit different. I heard the words differently. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And the Holy Spirit, as sweet as he is, whispered to me, everything points you to me. See, in John 14, 16, the Holy Spirit is called the comforter by Jesus. Jesus was about to leave his disciples and he knew that whenever you lose someone you love, it hurts. It hurts beyond words, but he gave us a key. If you let yourself mourn, if you let yourself mourn, you'll find my comfort. And it dawned on me that I could be missing out on layers of God's presence and power because I've learned to run from my pain. Could it be that because I struggle to be present, there are moments of his presence that I'm missing out on, not because he's not there, but because I'm not 
Oh man, that set a fire in me. So the snack I have prepared for you today is simple. The more real you are about how you feel about anything, anyone, any circumstance, the more you'll get to meet God right there in that moment. I I know you don't think you have time to be sad, but if you don't let yourself mourn, studies show that the pain will go somewhere. Maybe somewhere in your body, it may show up in a sickness. A few years ago, a dear friend of mine, she's in her 50s, had a medical emergency. She had an attack on her body. And after going to the hospital and consulting with her doctor, they came to the conclusion that it was brought on by the loss of her mother just prior. She said to me, I haven't grieved And it was then that I realized that grieving can be an active choice that can be done with support and intention, or it can be something that will chase you down as you run from it. But oh, how sweet to be wrapped in the arms of a loving Savior when we are brave enough to be weak, strong enough to be vulnerable, God wants to meet you right in your insufficiency, right in your pain. But guess what? He also wants to be a part of your joy and your peace and all the good things we're equipped to feel. Every part of the way God designed us is intended to point us to him, to allow us to see more of him. So we've finished our series on his presence, but I'm hungry for more of his characteristics. I want to see more of him because he's inexhaustible. So you and I, we're going to go on a journey together beginning June 2nd, 2021. We're going to be intentional to identify an emotion each episode. We're going to break it down and we're going to see what part of God we get to experience when we're present with that feeling. I don't want any guard dogs or security walls to keep God out. I want all that he is to come rushing in. So we're going to go there together, hand in hand, step by step, present moment by present moment. I hope that gave you something to chew on, but my real desire is to leave you hungry for more. Listen, if there is an emotion, a feeling, maybe something you've been struggling with or that you feel led by and you want maybe some strategy on what God has to say about your situation, as I prepare for our next season together, I want to hear from you. So head over to shelbyteague.com forward slash podcast and submit your idea or your question. And I look forward to what we'll learn together. Can I pray with you? Lord, we thank you that the way you have equipped us, every part of who we are, every part of what we have, what we are capable of, and all the areas that we fall short all the areas that we feel weak, that even those are designed to point us to you. So as we step into this new season together, God, I pray that you would open our eyes to more of who you are and more of who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for joining me on Scripture Snacks with Shelby yet again. Don't forget to share this with a friend and mark your calendars for June 2nd. Of course, stay in touch on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at I am Shelby T. And until next time, breathe in, breathe out, and know that with every breath you are loved and the best of your life and your story is still yet to